child. Seriously, seriously. They wouldn't hear. Anyway, so hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Um Chow Anyway So podcast. I always sing it, but it's just because I'm so excited to be back recording. Y'all know if y'all follow me on my podcast Instagram, which you should, Chow Podcast on IG, that's C H I L three E's podcast, you would know that I took a little hiatus, took a little break. A little moment because I have moved to New York. Yeah, I moved to New York all by myself. And y'all, it has been such an experience. It's been an overwhelming experience, but a very rewarding experience as well. I currently live in the BK. Big Brooklyn, yeah. And I've been here for about two weeks now, more or less. And honestly, the entire moving process was just so stressful. And it was stressful and it didn't even need to be. And the reason that it was so stressful has a lot to do with the moving company that I chose. U-Haul, count your fucking days. But besides that, you know, my sister and her boyfriend helped move me to New York. And we got to just experience a little taste of New York, even though she ended up getting sick. But still, um, we had a B&B, a blast in a ball, and I live here permanently now. So I moved here for my career. Um, as I mentioned in the very first episode, the About Me episode, I am very invested in the performing arts industry, and I kind of hit a bit of a wall in Detroit because I was finding projects, but they weren't projects that I felt really spoke to me. And then the projects that did speak to me, they were more startup projects. And that's fine, right? There's nothing wrong with startup. Everybody starts somewhere. But I just know that for me, myself, I have a BFA. I have a whole degree dedicated to the arts. And I have made connections in undergrad. I've made connections in other films and things that I've done. And I kind of, like I said, hit a wall um, just because these other opportunities were essentially just rinsing and repeating what I've already gained, if that makes sense. And so for me, it was like, okay, how do I take myself to the next level? What is the next stepping stone for me? And where can I find grander opportunities that puts me in different doors, gives me different connections, and keeps me on the career path that I'm hoping for. For me, that decision was to move to the Big Apple. And originally I was in between California or New York. Atlanta was out of the question. I'm sorry. Sorry to the Georgians out there. Atlanta is just not for me, not right now. But I was in between California and New York and I have visited New York so many times. The first time I came, I hated it. I feel like everyone has a very similar experience. You come here and you're like, oh my gosh, there's just so much going on. All the smells, all the sounds, all the sights, all the people. It's just a lot. And I get overstimulated pretty easily. So the first time I came to New York, I was like, oof, nope, headed back to Michigan immediately. And then I visited again and again and again and again. 
<laughs> and the more that I came, the more that I loved it. And also the more that I grew within myself and like I learned how to protect my peace, protect my energy, how to bring myself down when I'm feeling overwhelmed. It was easier for me to make that transition here to New York and be like, okay, this is, you know, where I want to be. Alongside that choice with New York, so my background is rooted in theater and musical theater. And I was just like, okay, as much as I do want to do film and commercials and jump into that realm, I think it would be wise for me to start off with my foundation, right? And I feel like I can easily make that transition. And I won't say easily because I know it's going to take some work, but I know that I am capable of making that transition from theater to film. Just once I get my foot in the door, right? I just need to get my foot in the door. Once I do that, then, you know, it should be upwards and onward from there. Ooh, y'all hear that? Y'all hear the honking in the background? Yeah, big New York, yeah. Anyway, I'm just gonna stick with my cute, quaint New York City life. And y'all, what a life it has been. It's been so lit. At first, I'm not gonna lie, I was very homesick for like the first week. I was feeling pretty homesick. I was missing my friends. I was missing my family. And I was holding back tears like almost every day. And I was like, girl, you cannot cry. You can't cry because it's week one. If you cry now, like week two, you're gonna be done for. So I was just like, okay, don't cry, don't cry. Just like keep it together. But then eventually, obviously you bottle up those emotions and they come out anyway. So I think week two, there was like one little mishap. It was the most minor mishap and I lost it. Balled my eyes out, tears. And I was like, okay, I'm not sad because this occurred. I'm sad because I miss home. But this is home now and I am breathing it in. I am taking it in as it comes and I am just being in touch with my emotions and letting myself feel what I want to feel as the emotions come. And I've been doing pretty fine within this. It's, it, we're, we're getting into week three, but I've been having a blast and a ball once I, you know, let myself have my emotions. When I say blast and a ball, okay, listen, I know I came here for my career, but y'all, the party life in New York is crazy. And I'm a party girl. And y'all know I am a party girl. One thing about me, I'm gonna hit the dance floor, I'm gonna have me some tequila, and we're gonna be outside. And that's just how I like to do that. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I like being outside. And boy, oh boy, these niggas be outside. And when I say niggas, I mean that like people as a collective, truly. But the niggas be outside. And I be right there with them outside <laughs> having a blast and a ball. I know a small handful of people out here already, but I came here to branch out and explore and meet new people and do new things and chase my dreams. And... Part of that for me is also like making new friends. And so I posted a little TikTok about this. If you're not following me on TikTok, go ahead, check it out. Zaria.Supremacy on TikTok. And I made a little get ready with me video where I talked about getting ready for a Bumble BFF date. And I met up with these girls and we had such a good time. And I learned very quickly that like the girls on Bumble BFF, like you almost always will have a good time just because everyone is in the same mindset. And I won't say everyone. I just 
have been so fortunate to find girls who have the same mindset of like being a girl's girl, wanting to go out, wanting to have fun, wanting to take care of your friends, support your friends, actually talk to your friends and stuff like that. So you get a very specific type of personality type, I guess, on dating apps or or friend finding apps and stuff like that. It's just all people who want to connect with others and they're more than likely extroverted, or if they are introverted, they have extroverted tendencies like I do. I'm an introvert by nature, but when I get put in a social setting, I can be an extrovert. So, you know, I really lucked out there. We've gone out twice now. The first event that we did was like a cool little laid back lounge vibe. But then obviously as the night goes on and people get the liquor in their system and a DJ start acting a fool and start boop, boop, boop on the microphone, everybody started turning up. It became a party for real. And then just this past weekend, we went out to another event and it was so much fun. It was a completely different vibe and it was like a roller skating event. And y'all, I the black roller skating jeans skipped me. So I was just there looking cute with my Yeezys and my tube top. And that's all I had. And it's funny because the group of girls that I went with, one of the girls, she didn't skate either. So we just standing out to the side, looking cute, dancing, whatever, whatever. And it honestly was just so much fun. Like I said, I've been having a blast and a ball. And I'll just say, if you are someone who you're looking to make new friends and Bumble BFF sponsor me, Bumble in general sponsor me, don't be afraid to check out these Bumble style friendship apps. I mean, you really you really might be surprised. I know I was. I just, I was so nervous about that because I'm like, I know me. I know who I am as a friend and I just would want that to be reciprocated. Granted, no, it's early days. It's still early days, but so far I have been having so much fun. Within the two weeks that I have been absent from the podcast. I know that it sounds like I've been partying and turning up and crying and everything under the sun, which is the truth. But the root of my hiatus was just because, like I said, I was feeling overwhelmed and I was trying not to let myself feel that. And one thing about your body, if you do not take a break, your body will take a break for you. If you're like, oh, I feel a cold coming on, but I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. You're neglecting your body and your body's going to shut down and it's going to tell you, okay, you know what? No, we need to stop. You're not going to work. We're going to take a nap. We're going to rejuvenate. I've heard so many stories about it. Honestly, I've seen it happen countless times of like someone who is, and this is just an example, but someone who's sleep deprived and they're like, oh my God, no, like I got to go to work, but I'm going to take a quick nap before I go to work and I'm going to set my alarm and they end up sleeping through their alarm because it's what your body needed. If you don't listen to your body, your body is going to start making demands and decisions for you. I did not want that to happen for myself. I can recognize within myself when I am feeling overstimulated, overwhelmed, under the weather, whatever you call it. Like I feel like I like to pay attention to my body and how I feel and my feelings. And my feelings were telling me do not overwhelm yourself with anything outside of just getting acclimated in the space. Because if I am not connected with the space, I'm not connected in my body and my mind and my spirit. Like it all just feels wonky and it feels off. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate. But for me, it just, if I can't focus in my space, I can't focus anywhere. I had to take a little time off to really 
like I said, get acclimated and situate myself with my environment and unpack as well as get a layout of the town and just get comfortable with my surroundings. And I couldn't do that and podcast at the same time. As much as I love to think that I am that girl boss, sometimes the girl boss needs to girl break. That's where I have been. And now that I've gained my footing, I feel a lot more inspired to create and more inspired to do auditions and to make connections and to network and do all of the good career stuff that I came here to do. Speaking of careers, like I said, acting is my passion. And sometimes passion don't pay the bills. Passion doesn't pay the bills. And if you are someone you are lucky enough to have broken into your career that you love, that makes you great money to live the life that you want to live, by all means, celebrate. Hallelujah. Kudos to you. Me? I'm not there yet. (laughs) I'm not there yet. I still work my little nine to five job. It's really, it pays the bills. We'll say that. I feel like it's kind of taking me away from really investing in my future. It's a nine to five. I work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I guess an eight to five job. But I work from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. just about every single day, Monday through Friday. And honestly, I really don't get off until 5.30. After 5.30, that does not give me a lot of time to do much of anything, at least a lot of the things that I want to do. And now that I do live in New York, some like the commutes are a little longer. So what I used to jam pack, like in the early mornings, like I would wake up at 5 a.m. and just like boom, 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 get stuff done and then have my work day and then have like my personal fun life after work. I don't really get that that much these days. My job is kind of hindering me from really investing in my future. And it's so... I'm so conflicted about it because I know that I need this job to pay my bills and to stay in New York and to allow new opportunity and yada, yada, yada. But I also kind of feel like it's hindering me from indulging in those other opportunities because sometimes, you know, I'll come across an audition that is at 1 p.m. And 1 p.m. I take my lunch, but at the same time, it's that commute. Where I live is quite a long commute from most places. And it's just like by time that I get to where I need to be for the audition, it'll be time for me to clock back into work and I won't even be able to really take that time to invest and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's such a conflict of interest, really, because it's like I, I need to pay my bills, but I also need to pay my passion, if that makes sense. Honestly, I do feel fortunate enough to have both because honestly, there are people, and I mean, this is obvious, there are people who don't have jobs, but they have their passion and they are trying to stay afloat by using that love for what they do to break some type of bank. And then there are people who do have work, but they are not doing anything in their passion. In fact, they don't even know what they're passionate about. And it's just kind of like you work, 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 and you're not really feeling fulfilled. And I am lucky enough to have the best of both worlds where I do have a job that I can work, 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 and be financially stable 
ish. I also have my passion that fuels me and it gives me something to look forward to in my life where I'm like, I can't wait to record an episode of my podcast. I can't wait to do this audition. I can't wait to go watch this film and support my friend and stuff like that. And so I've been lucky enough to have the best of both worlds and having my passion and having a job and and also letting my job fuel my passion. But with that being said, if you are someone who you have not found your passion, don't be afraid to explore because the thing about it, the jobs are out there. The jobs are out there. And even if it's not the prettiest, most perfect, most poised job, not an office job, you're working in the field or even not a field job and you're working in an office, depending on what type of jobs that you're looking for, what you like to do, it's 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 out there. I just would encourage you to welcome all opportunities. Just keep an open mind. And that goes for both the workers and the passion projectors, I'll call you. (laughs) But if you are a creative and you're like, gosh, I am looking for a job that also fuels my passion, but yada, 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 keep an open mind. Don't be afraid to like, there might be a job out there that you're like, ah, this doesn't sound like what I want. This doesn't sound like what I'm looking for, but you never know because Even though this job isn't what you want, you could be working under someone who worked for a company that you are looking to work for and you make a connection with this person. Every opportunity is an avenue to the life that you want. And just don't be afraid to say yes and and don't be afraid to really go for it. And honestly, worst case scenario is that you really hate it and you quit and you find something else. And I think that's just a big issue within... I don't even say my generation because, you know, my generation, it, it they're not afraid to hop from job to job, right? They have no problem stepping up to the boss and standing ten toes down in the way that they should be treated as a worker. But I feel like with previous generations, they don't necessarily understand that as much in depth because they're like, well, why are you jumping from job to job to job to job? Just stay somewhere, stick with something, yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, even though I'm saying don't be afraid to say yes to these opportunities, also don't be afraid to look a bitch in the eye and be like, you got me fucked up and I'm leaving, right? That was a little aggressive. Maybe don't say that. (laughs) Especially if you want to reference, don't say that. But what I'm saying is don't be afraid to know your worth. And don't be afraid to take a step back and don't be afraid to take a step forward, right? These are combating, conflicting statements. They are, but it's just whatever works best for you. Nobody else knows what works best for you than you. And you could be thinking, oh, well, my mom told me I should do this, or my friends think I should do that, or my boss tells me I should do that. What do you want to do? What can you do to fuel your passion, find your passion, or fuel a career, find a job. Welcome all opportunities. Keep an open mind, say yes, and don't be afraid to say no. One big thing that hindered me from taking this risk of moving to a completely new city by myself, doing it all on my own, was the idea of failure. Okay, we about to get so real. So when I graduated from Michigan State University, go brain turn up, I was like, yep, I'm moving straight to New York. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm out of here. And I graduated in 2021, I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? No. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 2021. (laughs) I graduated December of 2021, and it was my goal by January of 2022 to be in 
New York. God said, uh-uh. He said, you're not ready. Not right now. Call again later. January 2022 turned to May 2022, turned to December 2022, to February 2023, to March 2023. Yeah, and I did it. Well, you know, <laughs> basically, I was pushing it back and pushing it back and holding off and holding off because, well, there were so many other factors that went into it, but the main factor was the idea of failure. I was like, oh my gosh, how how embarrassing would it be if I went to New York, could only last a month, and then went back home? Oh my gosh, I would never forgive myself. I would be so embarrassed and it just would be this awful feeling and I would feel like such a failure and blah, 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 blah. And then I had to get real with myself and also get real with my therapist, to be honest. The root of it was like, "What what are you afraid of? And I was like, well, failure. And he's like, well, what does failure look like to you? Oh, well, moving back home. Why is moving back home a failure? You like, what about that says that you failed? Because let's look at it. You had a plan. You took action. You tried it. You were successful. And at the end, you just had a different outcome. It's not a failure. It's just a different outcome. It wasn't the desired outcome. But who's to say that this outcome isn't what we about to get a little religious God's desire or the universe's desire, if that's what you believe in. Like everything happens for a reason and you try. And that is a success in itself. It's only a failure when you don't try. Failure is not an option. And that like that was my mindset. My mindset was like failure is not an option. With this industry and just like who I am as a person, like I grew up being good at things on the first try. And that's a whole conversation in itself. If you're someone like me and, and you you tried something once and you were great at it. Like I remember when I was in kindergarten, we did skipping for the first time. Bitch, I was at the top of the list. I was the number one motherfucking skipper. Okay. And I was just, then that's how it's always been. I've just been good at things on the first try. And so when you do something that is so complex, like moving to a completely different city to follow your passion in an industry that's not forgiving and most of the times not rewarding, oh, bitch, I was scared. I was scared. And I was afraid to fail because in my head, failure is not an option, which is true. But the biggest part of it for me was reforming what failure looks like in my mind. And so instead of it being, oh, it's a failure if I have to move back home or if I have to ask my parents for money or if I don't get this audition or if I don't book this role or if I don't make this connection or if I don't, if I don't, if I don't, it's only a failure if you don't try. My main source of failure, like I said, is moving back home. And the only reason why I would move, have to move back home is if the living expenses here became too much. And I will be honest, I've been trying to budget and I've been doing pretty fine, but I'm going to keep it a stack. This month is looking a little, looking a little tight. It's looking like ramen, like pre-gaming at the crib with a bottle of champagne that I got for my going away party. <laughs> it looks like saying no to hangouts and dinners. And it looks like walking in the rain versus taking an Uber. It looks like a lot of sacrifices and compromises, which is fine because if that's what I need to do to stay where I'm at, then so be it. You know, as having that grind, that grit to go out and get it and get to the bed. As long as I am able to afford my rent and afford a meal, I'm good. I'm good. 
One thing that I can't afford, and I'm going to say it again, is to not try. I have to try. I have to give it a shot. You have to ask yourself, how bad do I want this? Y'all, I want this shit so bad. I have wanted to not only live in New York as long as I remember, but I've always wanted to be an actress. I know that I've always wanted to be a performer. I love collaborating. I love the arts and I just, I'm a fan. I love it all. And I had to ask myself, gearing up to the move, honestly, and even while I'm here every single day, I kid you not, I ask myself, how bad do you want this? What can you do differently today that is going to impact you significantly tomorrow. And for me, it's hitting the fucking pavement. Every single day I'm looking on all of these acting websites. I'm looking up auditions. I'm submitting auditions. I'm looking up agents. I'm looking up new apartments. I'm looking up networking events. I'm looking up things that could get me connections. I want it. I got to get this shit Malcolm X style by any means necessary. How bad do you want it? I don't know. That sounds like I want it pretty bad to me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Outside of the question of how bad do you want it, you also have to ask yourself what fuels you. On those days where you are running on E, on those two weeks where I was down bad, I had to look inward and be like, okay, what is fueling me to stay here right now? What is stopping me from going home? What is going to push me into overdrive? Uh, maybe not overdrive, hyperdrive. Hyperdrive is a, a better word. But what is going to push me into hyperdrive so that I stay dedicated, stay focused to my cause and to my career? And what fuels me is my family. Really? I keep thinking that I have so many people to prove right. I was going to say prove wrong, but it's like, if you doubt me, that's on you. Like, I, I can't even help you with that. I, I don't even care to prove you wrong because you already have such a nasty negative mindset. You could keep that over there. I really don't care. But for me, it's about proving people right. All these people, all my family and my friends who are betting on me and not even like family and friends, but like all of the educators and the mentors and the lessons and the teachers, all of these people who have invested time and effort in me, I want to prove them right and show them, hey, you weren't wrong. You made a beautiful choice betting on me. Because one thing about me, I'm a clear check. I have people, I have family who were so invested in me. They invested not only, you know, emotionally and in a support aspect, but they invested financially. And even though, right, it's like you can make that money back or whatever, whatever. It's not just the finances. It's also the time investment. Like I said, educators who have spent countless, I grin, it's their job. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their job. They had to be there. But even during the after hours of six hour long rehearsals to put up a show in high school or an hour and a half long voice lessons to make sure that I placed high in a vocal competition, just stuff like that. And those time investments of people who believe in you and they want to help you grow and they want to help you fuel your passion. And so for me, it's just like those people who have put all of this time and effort and money into me. I want them to know that it was a good investment and that they can better 
that on me every single time and the check is going to clear. Simple. That is what fuels me, making my people proud and really making myself proud because I've invested time in this myself too. I mean, my whole life, basically. I've invested so much time in my life and money and emotional damage. (laughs) There's just so many investments that I have made within this career path that is basically one of those things, you know, I made it this far. Why give up now? I've come too far just to come this far. Or with Kim Kardashian, well, she ain't say she saw this shit off Twitter or whatever or something like that. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm saying. Basically, (laughs) there is too much time and effort and passion behind this for me to give it up. Of course, there have been so many times where I've wanted to give it up. There was a time in undergrad where I gave it up. I didn't pursue the arts because I was like, well, I just know that I want a specific type of lifestyle. I want financial freedom. And I am fortunate enough to be attending four-year university. And this is an opportunity for me to do that for myself, create that financial freedom style life that I am that I want to live. Realistically, just seeing it firsthand, right? Right? Like the people in my family who do get to live financially free are engineers or doctors. And so I thought, you know, the STEM route was the only way for me to go. So there was a period of time where I was not doing theater at all. I was doing engineering, computer science. Granted, I love math. It wasn't a hard choice, but it also didn't fuel me. Like I didn't feel fulfilled. And you don't really get a lot of opportunity to put your personality and and be yourself in these areas where you're sitting behind a computer coding all day, you know, spending all hours of the day in the library, not even getting to go out with my friends, see my friends, go home to visit my family. I was in the library. I was in the books and I hated it. And I was like, okay, well, think about the money. Think about the money. Bitch, the money not even here yet. I can't think about the money that I don't have. I remember I had this moment where I'm, I was working on an assignment and I just could not find the book to save my life. And I kept submitting and submitting and it, just, it was just wrong and wrong and wrong. And I had been working on it for like three hours straight, literally three hours. And I said out loud, just like talking shit. I'm like, I'm going to die at this computer trying to find this book. And I was like, ooh, oh, I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> And that was, and that was me being dramatic, but that's also like a partial truth of it. Life is very short and at any moment I could pass away and my last moment is going to be me trying to debug this software. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But while I was in my computer science bag, I was also in a show with a theater department. And that was like my one thing to look forward to. And granted, it kind of did sometimes pull me away from my work, but that's really how I felt. I was like, God, I can't wait to go to rehearsal so that I can put this fucking laptop down and stop looking at all these numbers and letters and parentheses and exclamation points and all this shit. And I would go to rehearsal and I would have a BNB, a blast and a ball. And I would dread rehearsal being over because that meant that I had to go back home and I had to open my laptop and I had to code another little assignment for another project and being miserable and die in front of my computer. I dreaded it 
And so I was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I can have the best of both worlds. And I tried to do theater and engineering at the same time. But where I fell short in that was in areas that I should have excelled very easily. Like, you know, these theater classes, I ain't even going to hope they're not hard. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot of reading and a lot of writing, which should have been an easy A and stuff that, you know, comes easy to me as much as I love being tactical and I love things that have a definite answer like math, like things in computer science. I wasn't excelling as easily as I knew that I could because I have split focus. And I have to really take a step back and be like, okay, bitch, you mean to tell me you got a D in improv? And that's not a fact. I ain't improv actually. <laughs> okay, okay. But, you know, that was the vibe. You know, these more essay-focused classes, I would not have time to write out a well-thought and thorough essay because I had spent, you know, all of my essay time trying to code a fucking website or something. I was trying to split my focus in between financial freedom and passion project. And so I ended up dropping my engineering major and I just focused on theater full time. And I felt so liberated, so free. I felt fundamental. I felt important. And I felt like I was living in my purpose. And this is just me doing my little theater classes. This is, these are just my classes, not even thoroughly into my career, but just my classes, learning about my career, learning, growing and getting better in my career. And I am having the time of my life. I'm loving the material. I'm actually excited to study the material. It doesn't feel like homework. I mean, sometimes, right, it felt like homework, but most of the time it just felt like an investment towards the bigger picture. I also still got to go out with my friend. I was able to join my sorority. Well, actually, no, I was, yeah, I was engineering and theater at the same time during that. But, oof, child, that was a conversation in itself. But I got to have my cake and eat it too. Because who the fuck wants a cake if they can't eat it? Let's be honest. Come on. Let's be real. So when I went full-time theater, when I truly invested in my passion and in myself, it was smooth sailing. It was easy. The driving factor into me making that transition, my faith, especially as of recently, everything that I do in all aspects of my life really is having faith over fear. Have faith in yourself and in your ability. And if you don't, you have to think like, what can you do to get there? I was like, okay, I know that while I'm splitting my focus between engineering and theater, it's because I don't have faith that I can make a substantial amount of money in theater and I need a plan B. But you know what a plan B is? Plan B is if plan A fails. And like I said, failure is not an option. And you want to know what failure is? Failure is if you don't try. Not trying was not an option. Not giving my all to theater was not an option. Not having faith in myself and in my ability was not an option. Take the risk. Do it. It's, it's called a leap of faith for a reason. Blind faith, even. Moments where you're like, absolutely not. And God or the universe is like, oh, absolutely, bitch. Yeah. Well, you know, God wouldn't say bitch, but I'm, you know, you, you know what I'm saying. Just the moments that you think you cannot have faith because there's someone or some higher power or some greater entity that knows that you can. And you know what? Even if you are like, I don't believe in the universe. I don't believe in God. I don't have anybody to support me. Start the inner work so that you become that person for yourself. I feel like we 
are our own worst critics, but we can also be our own best advocates. Advocate for yourself and your ability and your passions and your dreams and take the risk. Take a leap on faith. Do the damn thing. Who cares? It is your life. Because at the end of the day, and this is what I tell myself, I would much rather say that I tried and that I gave it my all and push up daisies the next day than to continue living life and life and life and just being miserable and suffering and not doing what I love. Take the risk. Take a step. You know what? Not even a leap. If you are more meticulous and if you like to have all your ducks in a row, you know, that's fine because that's how I am too. Take a step out on faith. Just get your, get your foot in the door. You know, just squeeze it on in there on faith because it's going to take you far and you honestly will be so surprised at what you can accomplish by taking a step on faith. You will be so surprised at how crazy in a good way that your life will change. Because like I said, you only fail if you don't try. I just think what an unfulfilled life to not serve in your passion, to not serve in what you were called to do. And like I said, this isn't to be all preachy, preachy and religious. If you take it that way, absolutely. Regardless of what you believe in, I genuinely believe that you were born for a reason and you have a purpose on this earth and you have a passion to live in on this earth. Find it. Find it, babe. It's out there. It's waiting for you. We are waiting for you. And what you don't see in yourself Know that someone else sees it in you. What you think you are incapable of, know that other people think that you are. At least that's how I live my life. Like I said earlier, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing this. You know, I am doing this for the haters. Let's be honest. Hey, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this for the haters. But at the end of the day, when it comes to like the success and the comeuppance and what really fuels me, it's not proving these niggas wrong. It's proving my people right. And living in my passion and serving in my purpose. Like I said, take the risk. Because honestly, what's the worst that could happen? Well, okay, when you say what's the worst that could happen, then the worst kind of happened, so I won't say that. But y'all, that is all that I have for y'all on this week's episode of the Um Chow Anyway So podcast. I'm gonna say it in the maybe voice. Um Chow Anyway So. I hope that y'all have enjoyed this week's episode and make sure that you connect with me on the Child Podcast Instagram. That's C H I L three E's podcast on Instagram or connect with me on my personal Instagram, Zaria A-I-K. And let me know what your passions are. Let me know about a time that you took a step out on faith and it worked out for you or about a time that it didn't work out for you and how you decided to pivot or if you're still pivoting. Regardless, let's have the conversation. Let's fuel each other, support each other, uplift each other, invest in each other because there's room at the top for everybody. And it's just a matter of believing in yourself to make it happen. I will chat with y'all in next week's episode. Peace.